Hello and welcome to episode 37 of The One One, your West Australian racing podcast. I am BJ Ryan alongside the Perth racing guru, Terry Layton, and Leviathan bookmaker, punter, Pete McCormick. Welcome, men. BJ, how are you? Peter, how are you? Always lovely to see you in my humble abode. Yeah, good, mate. Yeah, g'day, BJ. How are you? Good, thanks. Welcome back to The One One, Pete. Thank you. It's good to be on again. It's been a little while. Too long. How you been? Yeah, well, well, I've done a few different things in the in the interim. Um, two weeks ago, I uh, actually like walked. Any winners or oh, that would be something new for you, wouldn't it? <laughs> Thanks, Terry. Yeah, nothing's changed. <laughs> uh, two weeks ago, I was away. Actually, um, you won't believe what I did. I walked from Bailing up to Collie on the Bibbleman track and spent three nights on the track and four days walking. So that was. Uh, well, to be honest, an ordeal, but we got through that. So you punish yourself after a tough day on the punt. It's a bit you? like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a shocking day at Northam on the on the week before, and thought, no, I've got to get out of here for a while. So Eric yeah, Wilson right. used to say, if you if you're having a bad time on the punt, go away and hug a tree. So that's pretty much what I did. <laughs> what was the what was the weather like for that? Uh, the first two nights, because we camp out in these little huts, mm. so they're three sided huts, open to the weather a little bit. It was two degrees both the first two nights. The third night was warmer, but it was a bit of a storm the third night. So. It was interesting. Good. Character building. Yes, exactly. Um, now, you're, uh, we're always happy to have you on the show, Pete, but you're here specifically to talk bookmaking. What's happening with uh, with your business, Pete McCormick Bookmaking, in the new season? Yeah, sure. I haven't fielded since the 14th of March, I think it was, and was quite happy to jump the other side of the fence and go punting for a while. Um, I guess while I was away on my epiphany hugging trees, I thought it's a good time <laughs> to get back into bookmaking. <laughs> Some of the frustrations I find punning are that a lot of the corporates just don't work WA racing that hard and they're not that competitive. I get quite annoyed at 130% plus markets, particularly uh, in the early markets, and I think there's there's a space there for someone to move in and to, to, to dominate, I guess, the WA market or at least offer a, a better deal on, on WA races uh, in those early markets, and that's what I plan to do with the uh, the five-hour Friday frenzy, which I'm going to introduce tomorrow. So it rolls off the tongue. <laughs> what I plan to do is go up at 9 a.m. on a Friday, uh, online only, of course. And uh, WA time? Yes, yep. WA time. And I plan to, to better the price offered by every corporate on every race at Belmont on Saturday in total market percentage. So if the best percentage out there is 122%, then I'll go 120 or 118. So um, that's the plan. And I, I want to let people on for a serious bet. So if you if you like a bet, um, have a look at the prices and uh, I'll bet you to lose $5,000 on a horse. That's in total. So if I've already laid three, then there's two left. So not everyone's going to get on for five, but I'll lay a horse to lose $5,000 here. Yeah. I'm not going to bet the best price about every horse in every race, but I'll bet the best, the best market percentage. Good. So it's the five-hour Friday frenzy starting tomorrow. So what's tell tell the listeners, how, how do they get themselves set up to sure. take advantage of the, the frenzy? The, the place I operate is on Best Bookies. So they'll need a funded account with Best Bookies. So to get that, you go to bookies.com.au. Best Bookies, I think it is, isn't it? The actual website is bookies.com.au. Oh, right. Uh, the site is Best Bookies, yeah. Okay. So if you can uh, fund an account, it's very easy to do. You can do it in five minutes, mm -hmm. get, get an account funded, and then you're, then you're good to go. A good place to compare the odds is on Dynamic Odds. Best Bookies is on Dynamic Odds, so you can easily just on the, the one screen see the percentages, the pen, market percentages or the, or the percentage of the book is down the bottom of the page. Yep. Mm -hmm. And you just have a look at the, the, the relevant percentages of each of the different corporates and I guarantee to beat those percentages of every other corporate for those five hours on every race at Belmont tomorrow or Saturday. 
Okay, yeah. good. So I think the key to take from that uh, for punters is Pete's, as I think, uh, as me and Peter probably have in common, we're quite opinionated. I'm on the other side of the fence to Pete. But um, the good thing with this is while he won't be beating every price, if there's one or two that he doesn't like in a race that you might like, you will definitely be able to see the best price and maybe by by some margin as well. So, I mean, if there's something at $4.20, which Pete has $3.20, he might put it up $3.60, $3.70, and, and we'll probably look elsewhere for a bet. But there will be a few runners in every race that uh, I dare say that um, – McCormick bookmaking will be significantly longer than the others. So uh, I reckon there might be a little bit of a rush at 9am on the Friday. I think the website might crash with all this uh, <laughs> with all this traffic heading Book- in. So Bookies.com.au. So if anyone's sort of got any specific queries or questions, how, how can they get in touch with you personally, Pete? Okay. Um, I'm on Twitter. Yep. So that's probably the easiest way. Uh, direct message me on Twitter or put up a tweet if you like and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll respond to that that way. Maybe okay. that's the easiest way. One other question I had, is he going to let your son bet against you? <laughs> or yeah, is, he, is, he, uh, is he one punter that's banned? He's been in pretty good nick, Scotty. I'm following his tweets now. He's uh, He's been in very good Actually, he has nick. been in good form. Um, I tend to find that we both um, – Agree. We tend to agree a lot. Uh, we tend to do geez. the form the same way. So, uh, it's like they're related or something, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> says here, all punters are welcome. Nobody will get restricted or sacked from this service, which is great news. Uh, people will be bookmaking, not customer profiling. Exactly right. That's what the corporates tend to do mostly. So do you feel as though you've been profiled since you started punting? (laughs) I haven't been restricted by too many, so probably I've been profiled and I'm not exactly shooting the lights out, so no one's getting too upset with me at this point in time. But certainly they do profile everybody. So, But you were trying to run your punting as a business, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So the the roadblocks, Terry Layton roadblocks Mm, that you were were facing was that you're not able to get on enough at the prices that you want it's, it's so, so that, that was a real real battle and and this service you know say for someone in your shoes offers um i don't know a, a, a semi-solution to some of that absolutely yeah so um a punter that wants to get on say even a 40 to 1 chance to to they can get 110 or 120 on with me yeah. and that's a good start. And then they're back to the win five and if they want to back it to win more than that, then there's, there's other options around there. If we wanted to uh, go again, uh, will there be a next fluck offered or you just whip it down to 31s and you'll, you'll reopen your book or you've got to be smart about it? You obviously don't want to hold too much liability on, yeah. a, uh, on a million dollar pop. It's, uh, is, that, is that going to be the thought process? Look, 5K I think is a pretty fair offer. Yep. I mean, you can't really get that on a Friday I'm anywhere else. I'm being greedy here, aren't I? I? The, gurus, I'm, the guru's eyes have lit up here. They have. Well, hang on. I've got, I got a bit of a special at a price this Saturday. I might uh, see if I can bankrupt him on week one here. <laughs> well, Louise Newman's got a 201 pop in Well, there, so. yeah, 200s isn't enough either, unfortunately. Sorry, Louise. <laughs> as, as far as your question goes, look, 5K is probably dragging me out of my comfort zone a little mm-hmm. bit, and particularly as I'm only fielding online, yeah. I don't have that on-course money to try and balance it out. So... Um, I'm happy to stand a horse I don't like to lose five and hopefully by jump time I'll get that down to two or three. But to go again and, and make it ten, no, I probably won't be keen okay. to do that. Once I've laid one for five, it'll be right off, I expect. And as I say, I'm, book, I'm bookmaking. I'm trying to make a book. So yeah. uh, I'll bring that one in and push a few others out and try and entertain some interest there. Oh, well, the best we can do getting online uh, before a Saturday or even on a Saturday is uh, is far less than half of that. So I'm really excited to have this as uh, part of the uh, WA betting scene bj mm, the five hour feeding frenzy i, will, sounds I will be uh, i will be heavily involved i tell you what so, so, so just for my understanding what happens after 2 p.m the liabilities come down is that is that right what i'll do after 2 p.m is yep. actually take my prices down yep. um i've got other things to do so the, I'll, I'll then be fielding race by race on saturday so okay. again on the same site best bookies 
uh, my prices will be available, as would most other bookies be, uh, on the Saturday on Best Bookie. So it's actually a good site to sign up to. There's other bookies on there if you're interested in betting elsewhere. There's some pretty heavy hitters on there. Um, David Dwyer, Top Sport are two other bookies that are on there. Um, so you can bet, obviously, with all those through the one account, which is pretty good as well. You can also bet any toad. Um, what I do with my quaddies sometimes on Best Bookies is if I can have 50% on Super Tab, 25% on New South Wales, 25% on Unitab. And you can do that just by – you don't have to have three separate bets. You put in your one bet mm-hmm. and just, you can divide up your percentage of your bet as you like. So it's quite a handy site for, for those things as well. So it's mm-hmm. a good site to get onto uh, regardless of betting with me. But for me, it's a five-hour frenzy on the Friday and then race by race on the Saturday. And starting in the near future, I plan to bet on all WA racing, three best bookies. Canalan? Carnarvon as well. Oh, yeah. do, really? some, do some of your best work. Oh. Do some of your best work on the dirt. I tell you what, Pete, that's dangerous. I'd restrict me. I might have to do that. I'll make you an exception. But. I might restrict myself, actually. So, yeah, so just recapping. Pete McCormick bookmaking, the five-hour Friday frenzy runs from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Western Standard Time. Best bookies website. Grab an account. Uh, the, the, the site is actually bookies.com. .au. Any queries, we'll put some information up on uh, at the 1 1 Twitter feed. Um, if, uh, if you've got any queries, um, hit us up on Twitter or Pete McCormick at his Twitter handle as well. Okay, thanks, PJ. Any more questions for Pete, Terry? or No, you? I'll stir him up over the next couple of hours, I reckon. So that's plenty. If he's joining us for the preview, which is exciting as well, it's always, uh, it's always good to have Peter on. He, uh, he likes to get stuck into me. So BJ's a bit nice to me at times. So. Good to have some combativeness. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It is. I'm in a bit of a combative mood, I reckon, as well. So. <laughs> have you got your tail up after last week, Terry? Nah, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. I've noticed, to go. I've tail noticed, tail noticed. takes there's a few more gushes of wind to get the tail up a little bit over, but um, a little bit of, it's all about momentum in this game. I've there, noticed Jay. a bit of uh, lifting of spirits. Slight, yeah, it was my first winner since about 1936, so but the year was pe- he was born. So, yeah, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, st- speaking of uh, spirits being lifted, um, it's a hymns Darwin Cup victory mm. during the week. That was something else, wasn't it? And and the the, the post race scenes with with Peter Hall, Peter Hall, jockey Peter Hall, uh, getting really emotional, discussing the ride that the uh, that the horse and the trainer Rob Gilberti and the owners and and just the ordeal of getting to Darwin and getting the horse set for back to back Darwin Cup victories. Like it was pretty, it was uh, it was pretty good stuff. It was what racing was all about, wasn't it? Yeah, it certainly was. It was, um, yeah, cracking, cracking stuff. I, I think I said to you after the race when we had a chat, I said it takes a, a bit for me these days to get excited about a horse race that I haven't actually invested any money on. So I think I was the only person in WA that didn't actually back it to him. But uh, I uh, rode at home like I, I did back him. And, um, yeah, tremendous story. Unbelievable ride as well to push him out. He knows, what a steer. Uh, knows how to win a cup, doesn't he? Loves a, loves loves a, a cup. cup. Loves yeah. a cup. But, um yeah, no, Evergreen. If you've got a ten-year-old still going that well, you've uh, you'd be pretty happy, I reckon. What a horse! Group one winner mm. uh, three three seven years ago. Yeah, yeah. in the Kingston Stevie Classic. Parnham. I think mm-hmm. he won a WA Guineas as mm-hmm. well. Jeez, he's been been a real war horse, hasn't he? So, uh, congratulations to everyone involved. And I, I thought Hawley just post race just dominated, didn't he? Like mm. he was just the he was the right man for the occasion, and uh, it was good for racing. I thought so. Um, yeah. He had a few good stories. At the moment, don't we? Yes. It's nice to have a couple of good ones. So that's definitely, uh, especially on a Monday. I mean, who's having a bet on a Monday? <laughs> <laughs> a 
Have was, you been to a Darwin Cup? No, I haven't. I on would, the bucket list? Like, yeah, it is it's on, on the bucket list. It's on mine for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't been to Broome either. So we've just booked yesterday. We just booked our uh, Kalgoorlie Cup stuff. Uh, a lot of little lads just uh, booked our uh, flights and accommodation up to the Cup. Are we going to see you two lads up there? I planned a field up there, so really? I'll be there. Oh, party Thursday time. There Saturday. might be a little – are we going to Wednesday? Or are five-hour – Wednesday, frenzy. frenzy. <laughs> doesn't quite roll off the tongue as well for the Hannon's Day. And then we got. Uh, well, if I'm still operating by, by October, uh, okay. you might have cleaned me out by then. Perfect time for that. No, look forward to that. Well, the round's not far away. Is it? What, what dates are we talking, Terry? Is that mid to late, uh, late yeah, September? I think, uh, I think it was early October this year. It's around about the 2nd and 5th. Flying I think, out on the 29th of Wednesday, is, okay. I think, 29th, 30th. Um, something like that. Yeah, it's, it's very late September and early. It crosses both months. Yep. Yeah, no, very excited about it. Mm, good stuff. So um, anything else we need to cover off, Terry, from a racing no. w, a racing news point of view? Obviously, we had Floyd winning the uh, the feature sprint race last week and it was a terrific effort from uh, the Chris and Michael Ganjimi mm. training partnership, their first first day in operation and they uh, they win the big one with Floyd. Yeah, no, it wasn't missed in, in betting either. I think there was uh, – I think most corporates had up uh, eight bucks for the majority of – Thursday at least, and um, end up trading sub five bucks. I think. I think some of that was close, closer to four. I think yeah. some yeah. of that was Pete McCormick money. Yeah, well. yeah, well, I think that was. Yeah, there was a few of us that uh, didn't uh, got involved there, but um, Mervyn was pretty was pretty firm. And you tell you what, on the turns, probably the only horse you really wanted to be on there was Mervyn because the the roadblocks were stopping um, the horses are around him. River Dance and uh, oh, he's back. I don't remember. Someone had his back, but they were uh, they were stopping dead, and uh, Mitch even had a little bit of a look around. I think he was thinking, "How easy is this? This is just a this is just a barrier trial." And uh, unfortunately, Mervin has those type of days where he just says, "That's enough, boys. I've had enough here." And uh, the, the queue went in the rack, and Pikey <laughs> that, Pikey loomed up the winner. But I think it was the uh, the ride of Jared Noski and the weight of uh, the weight for Essential Spice that probably told late. And Floyd's a serious horse, I think. Yeah, looking 100%. at that too, he just hit the line. With plenty in hand. And as Chris said before the race, he said, I think it's going to be better. He's going to be, as he gets older, better 1,200, 1,400-meter horse as well. I think 1,200 in particular. So it, this isn't one of those wins that I think will be a flash in the pan. I think for no, I, I think he's got plenty ahead of him. Yeah. What's the next feature sprint? It's at Belmont Newmarket next Saturday. And that's Saturday. what Free Trade's coming back for as well. Free Trade, yeah. yeah so, so Red Cam Man and Cup Nine have both gone to the paddock, mm -hmm. but uh, we get to see Free Trade. Yeah, you can tell they're taking it seriously because he's had two trials, hasn't he? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Can, they're taking yeah, it very he's, seriously. He's humming too. Yeah. So. yeah, he certainly is. So yeah, looking forward to uh, yeah another uh, another look at free trade. Um, Terry Layton's favourite for the early favourite oh, for the railway geez, stake. You make one comment, and you're, <laughs> they're climbing all over you. Now yeah. before we before we go any further, uh, hats off, friend of the podcast, Travis Murray. He's found himself another good horse. Claire I'm sick of talking. Honestly, I'm sick of talking about Travis Murray and, and training and owning winners. It's that's enough. Like the Italian job went backwards again yesterday. Like, I've just I've had enough of Travis Murray. Done. So uh, Pete Clairvoyance, that was uh, that was a special win from a three-year-old filly over the thousand meters at Belmont last Saturday. So special, in fact, that ratings guru Daniel O'Sullivan from uh, the ratings bureau, um, he uh, he marked clairvoyance the best performance of the weekend under under his particular ratings, and it was Australia wide. Right. Yeah, it's a big call, cool, but it, it looks super impressive. Um, he's the guru, so I'll take him on board, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So the only only other three from from what I was reading, the only other. Uh, Three old fillies, I think, in recent times to have hit a similar mark have been Arcadia Queen and Perfect Reflection. So, Clairvoyance is in pretty good, 
pretty good company there. And um, Darren McAuliffe, he's uh, he's always got a good horse or two in his stable and he's found an, uh, another one there. So congratulations to all involved. The only other news coming out of that meeting was that William Pike got suspended. So we had no Pike yesterday at Belmont, no Pike at uh, – Pinjarra later this afternoon, and we've got a pikeless Belmont card on Saturday. So just on that, yeah, I think um, this is a bit of a. So I saw a few tweets yesterday, which sort of got my goat, and not many things get my goat, as you guys know. I'm <laughs> someone that's pretty level-headed the majority of the time. <laughs> but um, after leading girl, and would you would you say the right leading girl start the dollar seventy five giant giant leap. giant leap? Sorry, leading girl Saturday, um, which we will discuss shortly. Um, giant leap was a dollar seventy five. I thought Jared Noski couldn't have possibly ridden that any better. And I'm seeing tweets about bring back William Pike. Uh, what, what are you? What are you? What are you talking about? And like, it, yeah, I, I was I was frustrated. I'm I'm going to continue to be frustrated. Was it so, tongue in cheek? Do you think? No, nah, percent it wasn't. No, mm-hmm. no, no, the tongue was out of the cheek. No, there wasn't any. I don't think there's so much a criticism of the rider Noski. Mm. It's more that when Pike gets in those close finishes, he just seems to get the job done. Whereas mm. Jarrah was riding the, the the horse really well and getting the most out of it, but it, it just couldn't get yeah. couldn't get get past all of hoops, and that's a worry course. And they just seem to keep finding. There seems to be a glass ceiling that they just they just don't let you get near. Well, what about Maddie Derrick? That was a white thing. What about, about well. Maddie, Maddie Derrick though? Like combat ready at Northern the other day. Oh, I don't Ca- want to talk about Castillo de Lago was just going to win, and then all of a sudden Maddie's just swatting away, and it comes back and wins. I tipped treat, that to a few treat people yourself, first up. Treat yourself yesterday. American Soul was going to go straight past it, and then again with hula hoops yesterday. Um, uh, Giant Leap was going to win comfortably. What's what's going on? What's they horses love her. run for? Her. They yeah. love her. Yeah. yeah, that combat ready. I tipped that to a few people first up. I said <laughs> this will run a race. It was always went well for Mark Forder and. Few horses have left Mark and gone really well. I was someone that went over his Bams on fire and yeah. has gone really yeah. well. And I actually, I really like the look of Combat Ready as a horse. He just couldn't uh, couldn't get it to win, and uh, I went absolutely horrible first up. Um, I think Jade might have ridden. Um, sat, I think didn't have the most luck, but still went really poorly. And um, so Maddie on the new gear. Maddie on, and I didn't even throw it in the quaddy at hundred to one. And uh, yeah, the rest is history. So Maddie on, I tell you what, it's the greatest gear change in uh, West Australian horse racing at the at moment. The moment. It's yeah. pretty good, isn't it? And just quickly before. Before we move on any further, uh, we may be there is a chance we may be seeing William Pike wearing the cerise and white colours at Caulfield next Saturday. So mm. stay tuned. That's going to be interesting. And if he goes there, I imagine he's probably going to have to stay there for an extended period of time. So we could be without Pike here at the one one. So there's going to be a bit of head scratching going on because he's been pretty good to us over the journey. But uh, it'd be good to see him. Um, I guess uh, you know strutting his stuff on the big stage over on the east coast this uh, autumn and spring and uh, finally just a shout out to to jockey Damien Miller who's been recently diagnosed with uh, cancer bone cancer so best of luck to Damien in um, in his treatment and uh, and our thoughts are with the Damien Miller his family and the extended Miller family as well so mm-hmm. Um, that all being said, I think we probably should get cracking on the uh, Narwini Sakes Day preview. Belmont, sad day. Narwini, that's the correct pronunciation? Narwini, make yeah. Sure, Narwini, make sure I get that right. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's let's get involved. Pete's come on specially to tell us how the track's going to play. He's worked up uh, an algorithm with his index cards um, that will deliver us the precise hot spot for the, uh, for the track on Saturday. Peter? Yeah, easy. Six metres, good track, leaderish. Bang, look at that. We're trying to overcomplicate things, aren't we? 
But he's, he didn't mention anything about hot and cold rails. That's all I want to hear. I just <laughs> want to know, where's the tap? Are we turning the tap on? Hot, cold? Is it uh, is the kettle on? What are we, what are Analysis we by paralysis. I think it just you get stuck in the headlights sometimes, no, right. Terry. Oh, you are right. I, I couldn't agree more. Couldn't all right. Agree more. So we'll just we'll launch into race one shortly, but just a timestamp for everyone to know what, to know where we're exactly at. It's uh, 10 past 11 on the morning of Thursday, August 6. We have uh, Pinjarra racing this afternoon, as mentioned earlier. Nine events from Belmont on Saturday. Day, finish up in the goldfields, Kalgoorlie. Oh. This Sunday, Terry, did you oh, want to say something then? I or, just love the goldfields. That's oh. all. Just get excited by the mention of the red mention of the red dirt. That's oh, all. Look out! Look out! I think like a, a clay fairway. <laughs> <laughs> so many thanks to our friends at the Mundaring Hotel and Market City Meets. They sponsor our racing mastermind and get out stakes competitions respectively. Stay tuned for more information on how to enter those competitions throughout the preview. My leg up uh, pre-markets preview was released at 7am this morning on bestbets.com.au. Also available on Ozrace on the Ozrace website. While Terry and Daniel Cripps have uh, teamed up for the Wild West video preview, which will be available on the Betfair Hub tomorrow morning. Is that correct? Guru, I think so. Yeah, should be, should be. We're going to clash on one today, I think, as well for the first time. It's been a bit, there's been a bit too much of grants. We were hoping that we uh, we had a few stouches, so I think today we might uh, have our first. The, the, the data versus the eye. The yeah? data versus the eye. Exactly right. Okay. So also, finally, the one one is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and all other major podcasting platforms. It's important. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Okay. Let's get going. Oh, it's a pretty um, low-key old start to the mm. day. I don't even know if the guru did the form for this one. It's race one, 11.42 a.m., free entry to Belmont Park Maiden over the 1,000 metres. Can we get some enthusiasm going for race one on Nalwini Stakes Day, Terry? No. Negative? No, I haven't. I uh, did enough maidens during the week, BJ. No interest. Uncanny timing. Gets a map. Should be going pretty close, but looks like a horse that doesn't really want to win. Mm. Troy Turner's yet to win on his return. So I'm uh, I'm staying out here, BJ. Peter? I could have got on, I assume, earlier. I see it open at 6.50 on Tab Touch. It's now into 3.80, so that's not anymore for me. But mm-hmm. early days I could have got on. It's gone. So, so um, no, that was me gone. No interest? Not now. I've got a pretty open, but uh, I had a slice of value there at the 650, but it's gone now. So, no, I won't be playing the first. Now, there was some pretty big money enduring moment first up. Yeah, actually. It's one thing I did want to mention. Yeah. They came from the clouds to back that from a wide gate with Jerry on. She sat deep and looks a pretty similar situation here with them. The map looking like she might be sitting deep again, but uh, where there's smoke, there tends to be uh, fire on occasion, BJ. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm not too keen on this race either. Uncanny, uncanny timing gets the map, as Terry said, gets the run, should win. But geez, it had every conceivable first up that. at Northam and got nailed late um, by one of Simon A's. So, um, but yeah, oh, like, is it is it a uh, bit of a money muncher? Uncanny timing, it appears so. Beaten favourites last four starts, but um, but yeah, should get. Should get every opportunity again. The only other horse I'd like to mention, really, Pete's mentioned Osumi, which we were both keen on. First up, Terry got nailed late by Warbler. That form mm. seems to be a bit suspect. Warbler um, got the wobbles yesterday. Sure did. Got the warbles. Got the warbles. And mm. interesting, Nurachi. Um, Nahachi. Nahachi was uh, a little bit costly for me personally. Last prep, 
didn't mind its trial win. Adam Durant back with a winning double at Belmont mm. yesterday. So maybe the uh, maybe sleeping think, giant. Yeah, maybe things are starting to uh, to turn from that camp. So interesting to see if Narachi can get back and uh, and run on. But uh, it does look the right setup for uncanny timing. But yeah, that's about it from me. All right, race two, the tab touch, West Speed, Platinum, Handicap. Now, I don't mind this as a, uh, a bit of a good race to dissect, have a chat. I reckon Peter will, uh, Peter's going to have something really in-depth in to uh, to share with us here. But uh, from a speed map point of view, um, I think the speed looks pretty questionable. Don's Legacy, mm-hmm. uh, I think, will kick up and probably try and hold the front, even though 1,200 metres is probably questionable for him. Uh, I'm Icy, always likes to race prominently but doesn't step well but i think i'm icy or breeze looks like magic probably parks on him going really well looks like magic probably going better than it's 30 or whatever price it is at the moment price tag but um look plato's going to be all the rage what's what, what are your opinions on on plato lads are we uh are we as confident as the market is at the mid two two bucks well, the market got it right last time they absolutely well, spanked it didn't they into a dollar fifty um did you cal- want to be did you want to be on on the turn well probably just before the turn jesus christ wouldn't have taken 10 bucks <laughs> It's short enough. Um, I see there's money for it again. I expect that money will continue. I think it's going to start very firm and it's probably one that's going to have a red dot next to it for me. That is, It'll be a loser on my book at at those kind of prices. I think it's a little bit deeper than that, this race. So with the punters going one out pleto, I'll be hoping for uh, something else to get up and roll it. No standout second pick? Not really, no. I've got the race recently open behind it. Yep. BJ? Uh, I was – yeah, I just thought this looked – Perfect for Plato again. Matt. Um, Matt, Matt was the same as you, for, but the way that she won the other where's, day. Where's Plato though? Yeah, the way that she won the other day gives them a bit of confidence that they don't have to bustle her early if they don't don't need to. Uh, I suspect that they will probably try to have about three or four behind them in the run. As you said, it looks like the the Don's Legacy I'm Icy thing's pretty preset for me from a speed map point of view. So if they want to push forward, there's a there's a chance that. Um, she could get posted, I suppose, but uh, I just don't think she needs to. Um, I don't think they need to be too aggressive with her early, especially considering after she was a little bit awkward away the other day, Pike was able to balance her up and she let loose with some outstanding closing speed on the day and one going away by almost almost three lengths. Uh, yeah, I marked Pleto even money. Um, my standout second pick and the only, horse, the only horse I think has got the quality to match her is Seawar. Really like Seawar. I thought, you, thought you'd like Seawar. Yeah, showed... Plenty in Albany last prep. Uh, I thought his trial win on Monday was really, really strong. Come from last. Yep. The horse they put up eight and a half about one day at Albany. That's the horse. In a yeah. C1, C2. Yep. Started about three bucks. Yeah. Sub, sub three bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Like that one. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, for me, I, you know, I'm not huge rap on Bedouin Bell, Semigel. Thought Paris Report was a bit plain the other day, but Dan Morton, stable firing. But yeah, for me, it looks, Plato looks just about a standout. And the only real danger is Seawar. I was, uh, as I said, even $2 Plato and Seawar was uh, second favourite, about $6. So. What, what price are you, Plato? Well, it pains me to say this, but I'm with Peter with Plato. I've, I've marked Plato. Um, I've got in front of me. It was high threes, I think. And the main reason is if we get the track that Peter has suggested, we might 365. Um, but I've also got the notation don't back uh, what I like early because I'm expecting there to be an avalanche for Plato again. Mm. If we see that track, I mean, you've got to have Plato's last win. As good as it was, it was a track where the middle of the um, the service was the best place to be and it allowed it to work 
uh, work into a race down the middle. If we get a, a track where the rail's hot, it's on pace, it's not playing like it was that particular day. I don't know if it can be off the bit and under sufferance at the 600 here and just literally go around them like it did last start. And that's that's my major concern with Plato. I think Pike to Noski as well. So. Yeah, Noski actually does suit this type of horse. She um, she needs a really strong jockey. She falls asleep in her races, it appears. I, I just think she's way under the odds for a horse that's going to fall asleep and potentially be – I think she's a horse you want to back live in the run if you're going to probably be on because I think she'll she'll look beaten like like she has done um, at a lot of her outings. So, uh, from a speed map point of view, I think I think and I think Chris Parner would have ridden this horse had he not already been booked for her. So Paris Report was booked to. Her, uh, it was nommed for Thursday. He was booked to ride then. Uh, it was scratched. And I think in the meantime, he's taken the ride semi-gel. I dare say Chris Parnham yeah. will be riding it. So I wouldn't be seeing that as a negative that Chris Parnham's not on. Uh, I'm willing to forgive last start. Thought found just found trouble on the back of Devoted Star. Um who was gone a long way from home and, and just just never never a happy horse after that. He sort of gave up with a couple of hundred to go. But I don't think Paris reports are a superstar, but I think she has enough talent to win a race like this it doesn't have much depth i've got her landing not far from the one one probably the two one two back one out um yeah 56 and a half 10 bucks each way i've marked her five which i know is short i'm expecting her to trade closer to 10 yeah um but parish report each way is an easy little investment for me sea war platter the only other two winning chances i think pete not much to add grand randall no chance no none why the barrier or uh and ability yeah Okay. I thought it hit the line quite nice last time when, it, when worst, it got out. That was the worst class one of all time. Okay. Yeah, in my mind. I actually backed it when it won its uh, maiden at a, at a reasonable price, led the whole way. So maybe they're going to be more aggressive here. or But if they go back, is it is are they going to out-sprint Plateau? Oh, I can't see that. I can't see them out-sprinting Bedouin Bell or any of the other. Tinto, even Tinto, Tinto Bell. Bell. It's really yeah. good last start. If Tinto Bell knew how to get out of a gate and could use barrier five, geez, that would have probably been the bet here. But um, Tinto Bell is probably going to be last, even with the good draw. So Okay. All right. Parish report each way. All right. Yeah. So I'm pretty keen on Plato, one of my better better players of the day. I think she's a very, very smart horse in the making. If you if you told me Plato was going to be in the one one, I would have been pretty dirty. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get it wrong though. We have to I it's genuinely one of the greatest skill sets I've ever seen. Last week, I think I stirred you up a bit. We actually mapped, we didn't get the result. Mm. We, we both sort of had your after a lot shorter. But uh, yeah, we had Strike Force leading, which Darren was a bit surprised about in the yeah, call. Obviously, he doesn't listen to the one. No, one. he should be listening. We declared it'd be out in front. They went plus nine benchmark <laughs> to the six nearly. And uh, you had not to be missed in the one one, which was probably uh which was probably his downfall. To his death. In the end, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. I think they went too quickly and he was run off his legs. Anyway, we move on. Race three. Now this is an interesting race. Happy thirtieth bow plate. Mm. Are we missing a name here? Happy 30th. Happy, anyway, I think Bo, there needs to be a comma after 30th. Anyway, Bo, happy birthday. Yeah. Happy 30th. Um, it's a. Might be BBE, so that's why she's not riding. Yeah, well, I don't a, think she's riding. Yeah. Anyway, I'll be on she's course. not 30, though, surely. She's only like no. 20. Oh, um, that'll probably get me in trouble. <laughs> it's for three year olds. It's a set weights plus penalties race, 1,400 metres, a little bit of talent going around in mm. this particular race. Um, any strong views at all, Pete? Not so much strong views. My strong views would be I'm happy to make a book with these favourites mm-hmm. in it. Um, they, they come up short enough. So if I can get both Queen Brown and Billy Ain't Silly in and around about the prices they are, I've, I've got a good start to a book there. So happy to do that. Yeah. I've actually yeah, had a little cool. tickle on Isopoda. Um, I just like the way it got home last start. It might have been flattered. I'm not sure, but it uh, looks to have a bit of upside. 
Uh, Ash Maley's team starting to two, and the two year warm well too above yep. price. Yeah, I had something on Popcorn Tender yesterday with the the map horse. I think all, all day session, all day session. Yeah, yeah, a lot of them are running better than a lot of his two year olds run better than their SP. Well, um, what about last? What about last Saturday? Um, why choose her? Why choose her? Yes, double, uh, and di- double digit. Double digit. Yeah. I'd have got a I got a, a flurry of text messages after the race saying, "Geez, that was unlucky." And I said, "Che, are you kidding me? <laughs> I didn't have a cent on. I was uh, I didn't have anything on Pikes in the end either, even though he said three dollars plus to play." But so I uh, no, all I was doing was passionately cheering against double digit because yeah, I don't know if you heard Pete, but, broke my heart. but Terry said double digit. Finished. Finished. Gone. Yeah. A few episodes ago. At least, but yeah, <laughs> might have got that wrong. Might have been the same boat. Yeah. I, I was really bullish on it at a start or two before. Very yeah. bullish on it, and mm-hmm. it just gave nothing. I yeah. thought, nah, it's out of form. Yeah. And then so circled then, them over a stay. I think that showed you how weak that uh, that stay yeah. race was. We already knew that Gangbuster got taken on persistence time throughout, and uh, still ran third. So that was just a, a very. There were some races last week that were very bad form references. Mm-hmm. I think going forward, and that was one of them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what What are you What are you thinking? Um, Don't have thoughts here, to yeah. be honest, BJ. I, I think that um, it'll be really interesting to see if they cross Billy Ain't Silly. Um, Jerry had to bustle to find the top last start from memory. Um, that form line with Empire Rain is really good, but no, I, I don't mind Pete's thinking here in regards to. I think Queen Brown was a really nice win last start, but um, was given the, the ten out of ten by by B Parnham. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I don't mind Pete's thinking. I like keep your feet. I can make a ca- case for War City and I suppose. So, what about um, surveillance? Yeah, that's what I was surveillance. about. Surveillance. Yeah, talk that's about. so. Yeah. Look, at, at, if you can if you can lay those at two twenty three fifty, the pair. Like, I, I do think the winner probably comes from one of those two, but. What you're talking, taking out seventy percent of the book mm, on those two, just like that. So yeah, I I, I don't mind that, but um, I can't pinpoint the value outside of him. So I'm going to sit out the uh, now three year olds, BJ. Yeah, I I have uh, been sort of speaking a lot about Billy Ain't Silly from trials through to its first two starts. It's had a bit of a quirky kind of prep, hasn't it? Um, raced on the 27th of June, then it was un- then it didn't race until the 15th of July. Now it's 24 days between runs again. So um, yeah, it's just sort of been well spaced. I don't know whether that's by design or or what the story is there, but um, very well regarded by the camp. I imagine if he if he can begin well for Jared Noski and find the front, he's going to be pretty hard to control proceedings from there. Um, Queen Brown is the obvious danger. I reckon she's far too short for my liking. I was I was more like I was two thirty. Billy ain't silly. Four fifty. Queen Brown. But the horse that I think could be the the uh, sorry. What, the, was your, what was your market? Uh, two thirty. Billy ain't silly. Four fifty. Queen Brown. Okay. So Billy ain't silly is really a bet for you here. Yeah. So I I just think he's 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 got a lot of lot of upside in that Empire Rain races was smashed him. Too. Yeah. yeah. Um, surveillance was the one that I wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, he. He was his trials were plain. He was plain first up, but the elevation second up when running into Snickerdoodle Dandy um, was really really strong. I thought there's probably going to be further improvement for him again at up at up third up. Did run second in a Magic Moon splitting Gemma's son and Watch Me Dance. So there's a level of class there. Uh, surveillance. So yeah, I think I think he could be the one to knock off uh, one of these two favourites. All right. Mm, he's the, he's the danger horse for mine. And and um, yeah, and you mentioned was someone mentioned War Sidium. That was you, Terry. Wasn't yeah, it? he uh, he was an eye catcher. Thomas Trialer, eye catcher first up. But um, but for me, See if, if you if, use the gate, yeah, if one of the two faves are going to get beat, I think it's likely to be surveillance. I was eight dollars surveillance. Okay, good race to stay out of for my mind, or a good race to be a bookmaker for. 
hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. When they quinella and quinella <laughs> clear out by six, maybe not so much. Well, as uh, you say, I've got 70% in the market already. Throw yeah, something right. else in. I'm not standing them for a huge amount. No, exactly right. Uh, what have we got there? Oh, I've already forgotten how to pronounce this correctly, Bojo. Narwini. Narwini. The Narwini Stakes. The feature race of the day, 100,000. Question to you guys. Do you reckon that when they appointed Chloe as a party here, they mm. didn't realise that she couldn't claim? <laughs> Big chance. I, am, I have no doubt that should be M. Pateman riding the horse, but I reckon they were trying to use the keg and a half there. So, uh, And Chloe didn't tell them. <laughs> no, when I, well, I created a book for this um, Wednesday morning because I know that Brad was going to go up uh, early for the feature like he tends to, um, and I've actually marked it getting the kilo and a half because I didn't have the race book open at the time, just the field listed there, and I presume that um, – she claimed. So, uh, yeah, that changed my market as well. She was a bet for me and then until I saw that it didn't get the kilo and a half and basically probably banged it out to the exact price. But, um, oh, look, for me, Massimo is just better than these. Um, Winkley should lead. Abdicator gets a nice run on, on Winkley's back. I'm, Massimo might have to breeze, and that's a concern for me, and I'm not hopping in at even money. Horses have to pop eventually, and Massimo's mm. been up forever. But, um, yeah, look, I think I think Massimo should have them covered, but not a bet for me unless unless we see something a bit nicer. And even then, I'm I'm not all that perturbed about jumping in at two thirty, two forty type thing. So big watch on on Western Temple. Peter Fernie can get them going fresh. I'll tell you what. Mm. So if you're looking for an each way bet, that'd be me at that twelve to one at the moment. I think so. But um, no, no much interest, Peter. Uh, draft. I, I had a bit of the early money draft, eleven dollars. I see that's coming now to six fifty. So that's been smashed. Hey. 650. Tap touch. I thought he said they weren't profiling you, Pete. Fair income, hey? It wasn't me. They left $11 there after right back. That's for sure. No, you'll get longer on the day. Peter Corwin, just turn that that off, please. I think Massimo is around about the right price. I think Mm -hmm. it deserves that solid favouritism. Jay's big effort last start after Mr. Janela came and I bought it, wasn't it? Yeah, huge. It's going going super. but at that price, it, as a bookie, I've got to put it in. To, to If I don't lay it, I don't have a book. So it goes in first and then I'll be trying to lay around it as well. 100%. Do you like um, – what do you think about the uh, placement of Foxy Lad here by Louise Newman? <laughs> I'll be happy to get it in, but I think I might be struggling. <laughs> do you reckon anyone will be like – Friday frenzying Foxy oh, Lad. I'd be disappointed if they are. Well, sure. At the moment, actually, just just on that. I'm, at the moment, I'm looking at I'm looking at all the bookies here. We have 126% market is the best. I won't mention the name of the company. Mm-hmm. That's the best I could see. So Pete will be beating 126%. 150 for sure. No worries uh, at all. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be beating. Yeah, it'll, it'll all be Foxy Lad. But um, yeah, we're going to get 126% beat tomorrow, which is I'm exciting. Quite, I'm quite used to dealing in those odds. I, I make books on the PGA and stuff, which I'll be doing mm-hmm. that starts tonight. So I'm laying golfers at four and five. 500 to 1. So for a oh, cup of coffee to lose 10,000 is quite normal for me. So, <laughs> uh, but, but I, yeah. I don't reckon there'll be too many nervous moments in the run for, for Foxy Ladlays either. I think you'll feel pretty comfortable throughout. Um, I just want to talk about the conditions of this race. Mm. So this is a 78 plus, but they're calling it a quality handicap because it's a $100,000 race. So Wrinkley in the same ratings band last start, Wrinkley carried 62 and a half kilos and won. So and he drops half a kilo because a no horse 62 can, maximum. no horse can get more than sixty two kilos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's a bit of bit of an anomaly for for mine. For mine, if they're going to run these hundred thousand dollar quality handicaps, so they could create an, a band between listed and seventy eight plus, say eighty four plus, for example. And um, I think it just just gives it that that point of difference. But I, I or think, allow apprentices to claim it yeah, and I, the correct weights. But I just can't. I. Like yeah, this the fact that Wrinkley's won a seventy-eight plus last start and goes down half a kilo just um, seems a bit skew if for mine. Um, but yeah, he's anyway. That's uh, my 
my view is that if they created a new race type, making a ratings 84 plus, for example, it could be that that point of difference for the hundred thousand dollar races that they that they want to run, um, non non listed, of course. He uh, he's always bloody hard to beat. Wrinkly, Jesus, a hard horse to get past, which uh, nice Giraffe found last start, didn't he, Pete? Um, he looked like he was. I think what he have eight and a half kilo pulling the weights, and he still couldn't get past him. Um, Jeezy was brave, but um, but yeah, regardless, I think. Massimo, he either he either jumps really well, leads, or he gets or he lands in Wrinkley's slipstream and gets the last crack at him. So, as Pete said, he deserves to be for mine. He deserves to be as short as he short as he does. He's run into so Windstorm and Inspirational Girl have cost him three winning his last three. So, um, what price Windstorm and Inspirational Girl in in these particular races? Uh, yeah, I think this is set up sweetly for Massimo. As I mentioned earlier, Adam Durant camp. Um, Found a bit of form at Belmont yesterday. Bit of a change of luck for that stable. Think uh, Massimo can uh, will be will be too good, but yeah, he's very very short. I was um, what did I have? I was even money Massimo. What did you have him too? Longer than that? Mid two. Yeah, okay. But you said you don't want to bet. Yeah, him, yeah, I'm just sort of from the breeze with Wrinkly rolling along. I don't know. Horses pop eventually. Yep. I I don't see any real need to dive in at two twenty two thirty. But um, yeah, I guess by that th- I'm prizing saying dollar ninety. I should be, but. Yeah, happy to watch it go around at this stage. I think uh, I think BJ, but uh, should be winning. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's time for our WA Racing Mastermind competition, Terry. Mm. All right, you got your pen and paper. Pen Always ready paper. to go. Pete's going to have a go today as well. So the WA Racing Mastermind competition is sponsored by our friends at the Mundaring Hotel. The Mundaring has been heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. If you get a chance, drop in and see the publican Ian Butchie O'Connor. Say good day and let him know you're a one-one listener, especially on those losing ride homes from Northam. Pete, drop into the Mundaring on the way through and uh, and uh, yeah, grab a feed, flutter, lift your spirit, frothy. Uh, say good day to Butchie; he'll take care of you for sure. Do you have um, any beers on the walk across the the um, Bibbon? Actually, I didn't. There's uh, one stop on the walk between Bailing Up and Collie, which is the Mumble Up Tavern, and I got there just on opening time, but I wasn't feeling like a beer that time. (laughs) 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 So uh, congrats to last week's WA Racing Mastermind winner, Riley Caparraro, uh, son of Peter Caparraro, uh, uh, leading industry participant, owner, punter extraordinaire, Peter Caparraro. Congrats, Riley. $100 gift voucher for the Mundaring Hotel is on its way so to be crowned this week's mastermind you'll need to answer the following three questions correctly question one name the peters investments owned horse jared noski rode to victory in the perth cup Ah, easy question two name the two horses that beat home prince turbo in last year's ata stakes easy question three Name the two runners in race six at Belmont this Saturday who at some stage in their career competed in the WA Guineas. So see how you go there, punters. But, yeah, if you want to enter the WA Racing Mastermind competition, make sure you send through your answers via direct message to at the11pod on Twitter. If you get all three questions correct, you'll be in the running for a $100,000 no, $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring Hotel. How'd you go there, Guru? Yeah, easy. Have a quick look. See what you reckon. There you go. Three from three, I reckon. Uh, one correct. No. 
No, nah, that's that's bull. Don't listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> I know the first one's right, but no, well, no, no, that's that's crap. All right, back to the drawing board. Yeah, I had a feeling actually I got that that one wrong there. <laughs> all right, don't listen to him. They were all right. All right, should we get on with it? Race five. Race five. The uh, oh, this is the feature in my mind. Robin, this is the Robin. only race of the day that I've got a bit of enthusiasm. Happy about. birthday, Robin! Handicap. A few birthdays, isn't there? Robin who? Yeah. Robin Henniker. <laughs> we need a yeah, we need a uh, What's going on? Yeah, there's obviously a uh, few people like Seal out there that just don't have last names, <laughs> don't they? Um all right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to steal a, a line from your um or steal your move here, BJ. And um, I'm gonna chuck something from a wide gate into the one one if that's all right. Well, just jam it in there, girl. I'm gonna jam it in there. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna see. I think this is a good a good map race. Um my concern here is uh, we've got Maginica and Fura, which are obvious two speed horses. Just talking to you guys before we started, you're both under the impression that we think Fura might um, cross Maginica, but I, I do think Maginica is a better horse when out in front rolling. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's any way Maginica wins this race taking a sit, but Fura, we've also found out, is a far better horse being when being allowed to go probably above benchmark and sort of break its rival's heart. So it'll be interesting to see what those two do. I'm hoping Maginica kicks up, and that's sort of part of my my thought process here, but. From the wide gate, I'm expecting. Um, I'm expecting with the with the blinkers going on, um, Prince Turbo won't be snagged this time round. Um, first up, second up, Chris Graham, Joey has a party. Thirteen ten, snag, snagged, back to last. Both really good runs uh, on paper. They don't read all that well with big margins of the defeat behind Inspirational Girl. Um, but they were they were really good efforts. Last night in particular, it's it's quite funny that it wasn't actually mentioned in the stewards report when he was held up for a, a good portion um, of time early in the straight. So better run than Black Shadow that day, who will map um, will on paper map slightly better with a better draw. But I think I think over the mile, Prince Turbo might have a few more guns than Black Shadow. I think Black Shadow is a winning chance here, but I think Black Shadow will be more suited getting up to that uh, that staying journey again. Look, I think Prince Turbo, when they came back last campaign, Paul Harvey went on. Yeah. Uh, it was off a little month and a half break, just came back a different horse. If you, I just like to look at his career um, from there on, and from, from there on he's come back and – uh, he's won by three first up in a class three. He's then uh, half with, with Harvey on at Bunbury, um, got the job done. Third up from Barrier 16, similar setup to this in a similar race to this. He's crossed Breeze for a long way. This is from Barrier 16, so done the work to get there. Eventually got the 1-1, but that was only for a short period of time. Sustained his run from the bend, won really well. Beat Son of Bacchus, who would be, um, who would be right firm in the market in a race like this. He's then come out and... Run second uh, to Taxigano by point one of a length in the in the Townsend listed race. Run third to a couple of horses in the ATA. We, I can't mention now, and I can just see the one I've got wrong. <laughs> and run six in the Perth Cup. I know I, I like to differentiate staying form from mile form, so we won't look too deep into that. But it just showed that he had that class. Class, so, yeah. Um, blinkers on. I think he's the horse with the most upside in this race. Fear is going to be extremely popular. I have no doubt he can run him along. He can pinch it, especially if we've got some some bias in the track but um i'm, I'm really keen that uh that prince turbo runs a big race here and i've actually marked him favorite um for this so we're talking seven dollars 58 to one at the moment that's a um yeah that's a that's a get on that's the best of the day for me gary Guys, that's gary. a gary get on yeah gary that's a on. that's a absolutely 
just uh, run down your local agency. And uh, the thing is, he probably trades about the same because he's because uh, of the draw and because of the money that's likely to come for the uh, for the Fura. So um, yeah, well, early Fura was four forty bad bet into two seventy out to three dollars now. I so think, I think you might find that a, a certain Wild West member might have uh, got pretty excited about the early price for uh, for Fura there. But um, yeah, look, no, he's obviously a hard horse to beat. The one thing about Fura, this might seem like an odd. I know Pete loves a few of my odd theories here, but Fura doesn't feel weight. So I prefer Fura in easier carrying the 60-odd kilos than in harder carrying the 58 or whatever he's got today. I, I don't think he's a horse that feels weight, if that makes any type of sense. So, um, look, he, he can definitely win, and he's obviously the main danger. Um, the only other danger is Black Shadow. But, um, yeah, I, I'm really keen here, mm. if you can't tell. Prince Turbo. All right, Pete. Um, Fura. I like Fura. I, th I think he'll probably lead. Even if he doesn't, he can probably sit outside Manjanika and uh, shake the life out of this race. I was super impressed last start. I got a bit of the 440 early, so I'm on good terms with myself at the moment. So <laughs> <laughs> happy to have that. Um, so here's my winner. Uh, Prince Turbo, I didn't get. Uh, blink I see the blinkers go on. I do like the horse, mm. but I don't get it um, in this race. So happy to take Terry on there. The other one, I like. So you're talking the five-hour Friday frenzy. We might do a bit of business. Could be a bit of business done, it sounds go. like. Yeah, I could get yarded up on a couple of scenes. Bang. Bookies.com.au. <clears throat> I don't mind star value either. Um, I know it's, it's only one in Kel, but it just shows to me that it's getting back to form and its best form is pretty good. So I don't mind it either. Mm. Bernard. Prince Turbo for me. Been uh, been tracking him pretty closely all prep. Blinkers, this is my way to gray on. Blinkers go on. Um, last time Blinkers went on, he uh, saluted. So mm -hmm. he's had two starts with Blinkers on for a win and a second. Um, he won at Belmont with Blinkers on with William Pike in the saddle. Uh, I agree with Terry. I think they're going to push forward. CJP will, will look to be positive right from, well. from gate 10. Uh, this this speed with Maginica and Prince and um, Fura early pressure early mid pressure just hopefully it creates that separation for cjp to slot across and uh i um i'm with the guru there and uh yeah just think class he's had those two prep 1400 meter runs i think he's gone really really well and um and i think i think this the blinkers on intent uh jason miller i reckon they've uh, they've earmarked this as a winnable race for them have to be positive from the gate if they're standing for too much of a head start they'll never they'll never Lag love on him. Obviously, Pete's uh, Pete's keen on Fura, and uh, I can hundred percent see why he's uh, hopefully the only hopefully Fura and Maginica soften each other up a bit. Maginica you know? kicks up and, and bit, Prince Turbo tucks in. I'm going to turn the race off and, uh, and just go update the spreadsheet. If we, we could see a uh, if we could see a Massimo Mr Genoa type <sighs> stoush out in front, that would have us licking our lips. I think Terry uh, from a Prince Turbo point of view, but um, Fura, geez, he. What are you going to do when Prince Turbo's three deep, no cover? The only thing, well, Maginica doesn't win this race unless they lead. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. So they, they need to know that. And they've got Matty on. They've got the claimer on. And like, if you're a posse's outside, you've got Prince Turbo three deep? Nah, because as BJ no. said, the separation thing is massive. <laughs> I reckon those two will really click it on early. Yeah. Prince Turbo has the tactical speed and just tucks in. I don't think there's any other real huge amount of speed underneath them either. If no. you look at those horses, Gun and Go, Jatumi, Black Shadow, Star Value, Astronomite, um, Diamond Tonique's one actually that will probably has the ability to mm. kick up and land on the back of the leader, but there isn't a huge amount of speed to come across and look for that spot. They're all sort of horses that'll settle if, fifth, six, seven. If Prince worst, Turbo's so. three wide no cover, then Fear is not going fast enough. That's what I'll be yeah. saying. Um, I think he's a, he's a real 
he's a uh, sustained speed horse. Um, GC was devastating last start midweek, wasn't he? GC just that wasn't a bad field too, and he licked them. So a lot of horses didn't turn up from that race. Yeah. So Lavina was beaten out of sight, and yeah. beat the bro was ridden upside down. So I think that margin of victory might have been. Um, what's the word I'm after here, Peter? Emphasized? Uh, what's the word? Exaggerated. Yeah, yeah but the, 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 starting the, with E. So yeah, yeah. yeah the, the clock the clock backed him up, but mm. it was pretty pretty significant. Uh, Darren McAuliffe, impressive racing stables. They're doing bloody good things at the moment. So mm. yeah, he's the he's obviously the horse to beat. But uh, I'm pretty keen to play with Prince Turbo as well. I think I was five fifty Prince Turbo. Three twenty. <laughs> 320. 320, yeah. Mm. Okay, so uh, seven seven fifty eight dollars <laughs> Pete's got him significantly longer. <laughs> He's nodding his head passionately. Frenzy. Where can we sign up? I think he'll trade around six seven nine. so yeah. don't get me wrong. I, I know that I've underpriced him, but last week a, a few people had a laugh and I had Silken on $1.95 and um, that was off the map to $1.95. Even Floyd about at 440 or something. It was 8 to 440 So a lot of them tend to get to the price. This is one I don't think will get to my price, um, which is a good thing. We, we want it to be backable throughout. Um, but yeah, got him, got him pretty short. Okay, looking forward to this one. Mm, me too. This is uh, this is a good set. So Robin, get on. Happy birthday, Robin, <laughs> Andy Cat. There we go. We've given you a special, Rob. Yeah, good on you, Robin. Make sure you sign up too and take part in uh, the Pete McCormick Friday uh, Friday oh, five hour friends. You won't miss it. Mm. Should be hoping I leave some of the liability for um, for Prince Turbo for her. <laughs> Race six is the Bernard Couch Memorial Handicap. Not very often you see a uh, fellow Bernard, so um, the Bernard Couch Memorial Handicap. Pretty rare these days, but um, ratings sixty six handicap over twelve hundred meters, sixteen horse field. Good to see a full field uh, facing the starter. I guess the major talking point is the return of the pretty gifted Theresa White filly, our man now leading girl. She's been off the scene. She hasn't raced uh, since. 1st of June 2019, 434 days between runs. Obviously, uh, sidelined through injury, trialled up at Lark Hill on the 27th of July. Jared Noski goes on to replace, say, or to deputise for a suspended William Pike. Uh, gate one, she uh, she's going to dominate the market, I would suggest, but um, I suspect that no Pike, Cerise and White, Pete McCormick, bookmaking, might be looking to take her on. I will be. Yeah. Um not that I don't underrate the horse. It's just 14 months. It's been a long time. Just the just the one trial. Um, Coming off a tendon too. I reckon it might be getting it might be peddling at the end of 1200. I don't know. Also, Barrier One, big field. Mm. Um, she's looking for further than 1200. I'm sure. If she gets four or five back on the fence, it, uh, there could be a lot of traffic in front. And no disrespect to Jared Noski, but he's not Pike. Mm. So that gives me another incentive to take her on as well. Is the speed soft up top too, Terry? Well, first of all, it's a great opportunity for um, Jared Noski getting these rides, isn't it? Well, yeah. So we weren't sure who was going to be sort of the, the number two, and he's probably got four favourites. Were you surprised that he was the – Yeah, 100% yeah. I was. Yeah, I, I, well, you look at who's been riding for, for Bob recently. Chris Parner would have been the, the obvious one. But, mm. um, no, I think I think Jared suits the style of of, of riding. He um, – yeah, but this is – geez, I reckon I'm, I'm with Pete here. This is a good race to be a bookmaker. I mm. think he's – I think Jared might be on a bit of a bit of a hiding to nothing here. Everyone's going to expect – that you're on this best horse probably should win the race, but a there's got to be question marks on how well you come back after 400 odd days off, and b if you're three or four back the fence, um, that's just straight away you're going to need luck. So I reckon she'll be a good thing beaten here. That's what I think will probably be the end result. I think 
clearly the horse is top shelf. Yeah. The fact that they've gone yes. on with it, yeah. the fact that it did attend and, and could have easily gone to start as Bob tends to do, as soon as something goes wrong, the, the fillies and mares are off to start. This one he's persevered with and brought it back. So he obviously thinks it's very, very good. And what it's shown on the track, I, I agree, it is very good to yeah. run free trade the way that it did that mm-hmm. race. And then Probably better run than free trade that day. Probably it would have picked it up not much further, I mm-hmm. think. So it's it's definitely top shelf, I have no doubt. But, but even, even in a three-year-old Phillies campaign, she's run third in a champion yeah. champion Phillies behind Arcadia Queen and Lady Cosmology and Flirtini was two lengths behind. So like she's uh she's got yeah, she's a real quality She type. did jump in her trial though, that's one thing I will say. She actually got out pretty cleanly in her trial. Mm-hmm. So I remember I, I was under the impression first up the inspirational girl who is not a very clean jumper might get a bit too far back and she ended up in about sixth in her capacity field. So look if Jared, as you said, the speed's not necessarily chockers here if a horse like double bubble crosses finds a fence and for me the big worry is and this is this is a really odd thing to look at there's a horse called all square, all square in this yeah. race from barrier two so all square is quicker than leading girl early i'd suspect Can't all square is going to be foxy lad type odds mm-hmm. right if you can have something on that double and it gets up with pete then he definitely won't be fielding next week um but all square is going to be any type of price here and all square will be gone at the 600 and leading girl is very likely to be in the line that all squares are part of so don't know if that's going to be where you want to be. Noski's going to have to push out and be aggressive there. And he'll also, I mean, they'll also probably, they won't, they might not directly say this to him, but they'd, they'd want to treat leading girl with uh, a bit of cotton wool as mm. well. They, they won't want to be out there telling him to bustle his way out desperately to get the chocolates here. You'd want to look after one of you. When if you can. Yeah, when it, when it, when, yeah, when if you can. They were yeah. exactly right. So, no, look, I, I, I'm with Pete. She's, she's the best horse in this race by, by probably five lengths, I reckon. But, um, Jay's conditions of this event, what she's coming back from. Um, yeah, she's got uh, she's got a task. So that what, what price is she at the moment, guys? Two eighty. Two eighty. Yeah, two eighty is a bit like yeah. I, I've marked. I initially marked her close to four to one. I actually wound her into just over three to one before when I finished my book last night. So three to one being four dollars. Four three bucks. Three bucks. <laughs> okay. yeah. And then, well, three Deca- to one is four dollars. Then you're talking two. Yeah, to one. I, no, yeah, well, I'm not. I'm not ninety. Um, <laughs> You're not right either. <laughs> I'm definitely not right either. No. I've, I've never ever been able to change the way I've said that. And I don't know why. Well, if you're not 90, I'm don't talk to one. Talking decimalogian. Anyway, so what are we finding to beat it, guys? Is the big question here. I, I'm hey, struggling. I, I'd like to know what what was your leading yeah. girl price? I was 350 leading girl. I've got a well out. Yeah. Um, it's been a long time. Just the ratings that I, the index cards say no, basically. Yeah, yeah. Index cards say no. <laughs> How did it take six races for an index card comment? Index That's... card like those magic eight balls. Index card says no. <laughs> <laughs> what, what price? Longer. Eight bucks. Oh, oh. dearie me. Here, that guy's eight dollars tomorrow. We're going to get about leading girl on this. Ah, <laughs> uh, dear. No, I don't, I don't mind that. I, I can 100% see why you've. Um, Got leading girl out that far. It, it was really difficult for me to find a second leg. Nerodio makes sense, right. but the 35 days and the fact that on occasion doesn't use a barrier concerns me. Um, there's a few here that I don't understand. Put a spell on you, a huge last start. Why 1,400 back to 12? Fred gets his wrong so often. He just puts them back in journey. He gives horses unusual campaigns when it's really not necessary. What the Half the reason, obviously – Grant and Alana Williams and and Adam with the good horses have so much success as they have good horses, but they just stick to simple campaigns. They go 12, 14, 16. They just stick to, to simple campaigns. So seeing Bell My Pay go another one, go from 1,400 back to 1,200, that was the horse I liked initially, yeah. Bell My Pay yeah. here on a place-heavy basis. But, um, yeah, frustrating seeing him go back to the 1,200 metres, guys. I think the, the two horses with the class to beat leading girl for mine and Nerodio and a 
Van Regal Council, I think. Chris Graham was still haven't quite been able to peg him yet in his comeback from uh, suspension. He's not doing too much wrong, but he he's just not can't, winning. He's just not winning. He's yeah. not winning. So I'm happy to to uh, oppose Regal Council first up, even though he's a pretty uh, he's a pretty good horse and does fire up first up. So for me, it just has to be Nerodio. Like mm-hmm. if I'm look, if I'm taking on leading girl, Nerodio has to be the the horse for me. Jeezy was massive in that Long Beach Indian Pacific race he's he's run second i think he was three wide no cover for a large portion of it in a high pressure race um indian pacific came out and smashed the clock winning next start long beach won next start as well uh the obvious negative is the gap between runs can only just take him on trust and the stable on trust that he's right to go um doesn't have to burn too much fuel to land in a suitable spot from gate four as well you can see jb can still peak and flop out and still land midfield um so he should have a full full tank of fuel to use his closing speed late and for me that's that's the way i'm going i'm i was um but i was about uh 450 nerodio nero dio nero dio nero dio that's the way i'm going to yeah i've got it a bit at four dollars so it's i see it's a tick over that now so happy to join in there all right. Well, uh, Belmont at the current price is the only one above my quote is Belmont Pago. So Belmont Pago on a place heavy basis at four fifty would be me, but I'm not really. I'm with you that one as well. That's over my price as mm. well. Really like the last two runs with Vic uh, Vic Corver on. I really sit up and take notice when a uh, an apprentice jockey can get a sit and sprinter to perform like she's done with Belmont Pago in its last two. Um, yeah, should improve with the senior going on, but again, the fourteen hundred back to twelve hundreds are. Gets my goat a little bit. Been ridden tough too, hasn't it? But yeah, um, but it just feels like traffic from the low draw a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was uh, about twelve dollars Belmont Pago. Yeah. Um, so yeah, going to be an intriguing race to see how it all pans out. And um, yeah, Jared Noski will uh, will uh, have the uh, the eyes of the racing world watching him perform in the Cerecent White in race six on Saturday. Good luck to Jared. Mm. Caracatta winner, you know. That? Caracatta winning jockey. Did he? Yeah. What, what did he ride? Um, oh, it was a Pierce horse. I can't remember its name. Uh, dig deep. Dig oh. deep. Yeah, dig deep. Yeah, dig that and one. Race eight. Hang on, before we go any further, <laughs> did what did you do for to Race celebrate the, the horse's birthday? Did you did you pay dig deep and got a visit? Down there, yeah, got down there with a carrot and um, and uh, what else do horses eat? Sugar cube. Sugar cubes. <laughs> hay. Is that hay? Hayes on the treat. They get I need that more to do. I remember after a few frothies one night, we were out with Luke Fernie and I told him that uh, I wanted to learn more about uh, how horses are trained. I thought it might assist my punting over the journey. So I asked him if I'd come down and muck out a few boxes. And the next day, I think he messaged me about it, said, you're still keen to come down. I said, no, mate, I'm not. Like, no, mate. What, are you, what are you talking about? Come on, I was the beer talking. Race seven, over the 1,000 metres, the 72 plus, the Sepelt. Wines handicap. My 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 guess here is that we've got another favourite that Mr. McCormick will be looking to to take on. Yes. Yes. At the current yes. quotes, at least it's around about the price I got it for a lays the two sixty mark. Yeah. Money okay. matters. Okay. We're talking about yeah. yeah. Yeah, money matters. So obviously, money matters is the upside horse in this race. But I think that the query's got to be whether the thousand meters is going to be too short. Um, and also, money matters won't be leading here. I think we can all pretty much agree that there's an absolute guts load of speed. Uh, we're going to see. Uh, we've got Dreams probably hold the top. Tranquil, the Sunrise or Spear across. They'll want to ride Pearls and Prawns aggressively again after that last start victory. And Sterling Estate's never too far away. So should be fairly willing out in top, I'd say, BJ. Agree. Not many horses faster earlier than we've got Dreams. No, and it's drawn under the others as well. So 
it's a yeah, it's mapped to to rail and roll. I'd suggest yeah the pressure that comes from there. So what is what is CJP? If you're oh, CJP, what do you do on money matters? You just try and find a spot and get out at the right time. I don't think you overthink this. You just you just jump if you can. Jump and land on the back of we've got dreams, or jump and land on the back of pearls and prawns, and you just you just um, get him out at the right time, and he and he should be pretty hard to beat. Yeah, um, nice trial, but I'm not going to take too much from a trial where the horse closing in on you was a stayer um, in superior smile. So yeah, um, yeah, I think money man, I've got it, money matters on top, but I, I don't, I'm not going to get involved with that price. I've, I've got him closer to four to one, just over the thousand meters fresh, but um, four dollars. Yeah, close, close to yeah, <laughs> shot just shy of four. Four, bucks. four to one's five dollars too. <laughs> I'm 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 discussing the price that we can see on the screen there. Whether my oh, I'm just going to lose this out. So I'm just going to I'm going straight away from it. The one I want to have something very small on here, guys. I'm in the um I'm in the vortex at the moment, um, and it's not the cerise and white vortex at the moment. I'm on the um the Maddie Maddie Maddie, and this probably will be the Maddie Maddie actually. It's quite fitting, isn't it? Um, You're on the Maddie wagon. I am on the Maddie wagon. This was scratched a week ago with a um, a bung leg, and we never like to say. I think that's actually what it said in the stewards' report: bung leg. Um, so we never actually like to see a bung leg, and I never like to see a sixty-seven Raider in a seventy-two plus. Um, but Maddie Derrick is um, lifting horses at the moment. Effort two back when taking on Long Beach when they went a million lengths. Plus benchmark was was stunning, BJ. Last start, went back to last, sprinted home, sort of that sort of run home with Silken Eyes, Long Beach, Danny George. Um, very good form, really liked the run. Better horse on pace traditionally. Maddie Derrick's horses are going better for Maddie than they probably are for some of the last jockeys um, that have hopped on Arafura, CJP, AK. I'm not saying she's a better jockey at this stage of her career, but horses are just a running for her at the moment. So I see it always as an upgrade with a three kilo claim on top so with 51 kilos i've got arafura grabbing the back of we've got dreams i've got we've got dreams shaking off um maybe tranquilla sunrise who finds the breeze so i think we've got dreams can give it a shake maddie just pops it out with the 51 kilos i think this horse is going well enough to cause a bit of a boil over here um current price 20 to 1. i've marked arafura i've got arafura six bucks so i don't know how i've done that i think i've i've no. obviously i've obviously had enough by that stage of proceeding you've got a couple of years on the form last night actually but i um, sounds like it it sounds like it. I don't think many people will be following me in here, and that's that's fair enough. But I, my notation next to it is: um, Have I massively underpriced? Uh, it's a map thing. Um, we'll trade comfortably ten plus, um, and that's in an eighty-eight percent market. I've marked it at six bucks too. So I've got the rest of these out the door. Um, there's just nothing in this race. There's a reason to put a knock on on every single runner. So um, that that is probably something that points most people to money matters. But look, for me, Arafira twenty dollars. That's an each way no brainer. Bung leg though. Bung leg. Eight-year-old eight man. Eight-year-old man. Oh, there's plenty wrong. There's plenty wrong with it, but at least we're getting 20 to one. Don't need to have much on. Do you reckon it'll be more than that? Arafira potentially, yeah. but 51. There's a big thing. There's a big thing with uh, weight. I weight, think with, with yeah. weight and when like we saw that, we Matt, laughed at, we remember Matt how we laughed at Sharp Bob a few weeks ago? I laughed at and Sharp you Bob. Laughed you at Sharp. It was 15 you were dead serious. I, mean, I marked it eight bucks and you laughed and it was 15 to one at the time. And because you laughed, I actually held off having most of your bet, which saved me a couple of bucks actually because I didn't go at the eights. And uh, it was 15 to eights. And I think a lot of that was because Bo was on and um, he was carrying 51. So, um, yeah, from that point of view, if we're going to go, if it's a hot rail, and I know how Pete loves a hot rail, if it's a hot rail, tell you what, we can't get enough on. 
Pretty open tight. You with me? No. What do you got, Arafira there? Four or five bucks? 25, the one I like. Oh, Christ. We're doing a bit of business now, aren't we? <laughs> the one I had uh, that was early overs was Rebel Yell. I didn't back it, but I mm. uh, see it's 31 into nearly half that. Dick off so. $31. Yeah, Brad went up 31. Brad so. bet 31 into 12, back to 16. I've actually got it 31 as well, so fair enough. Yeah, I was 21, Rebel Yell. Um, we've got Dreams just keeps producing the goods, though, doesn't she? Pretty. Mm. Pretty foolproof type of horse, jumps, rails, kicks, runs. Good horse. Yeah. Thousand just, meter just weapon. The pressure, isn't it, here? I don't know. I think it just it's faster than him early. I'm not I'm tipping money matters from a class point of view, but I went that way with uh Cliffs of Comfort first up thousand last week and he um, he just couldn't quite get the job done. Good run, but not good enough to win. Is money matters a, is it a similar setup to Cliffs of Comfort, not sure, but uh, I agree with Terry. We've got Dreams rail and gives a kick. So whatever is is on, we've got Dreams is hammer. Whether it is Money Matters or whether it is Arafura, we'll get, we'll, we'll peel on straightening and end up in a prime pouncing position. Um, but yeah, I tipped Money Matters on top. I was uh, three dollars, and I was four dollars. We've got Dreams. So we've got Dreams is uh, is the. Um, the overlay at the moment but yeah they're, they're they're the two for me the only other horse that i thought uh, if it um if she tapped into some of her peak form could be a bit of undisclosed action um good trial good trial went horrible a bit of a gut buster off on a monday backup though isn't it i what thought it, they circled the field and he gave it a little whack there yeah it went horrible first up forgive forget uh trial behind free trade on monday just she just looked like a completely different horse so if she um belmont thousand she can she can turn up she's uh she's a danger but for me i think it's just a money matters we've got dreams thing so the way the race yeah, with all the speed in it. If undisclosed, the real undisclosed disclosed does turn out really hard to beat, mm. I'd suggest, but just having trust in that. And I thought it was a hard trial. I circled the field, had the whip out on a Monday. You're talking a five-day backup under a hard trial for a sprinter. Don't know. It's got one that will be going into my exotics, though. I do a quadrilla. There'll yeah. be room for undisclosed. You're a bit stiff with your quadrilla last said day, Terry. Oh, we, we had were. a big, big divvies coming up. We and, did uh, the five just coming up. Yeah, needed anything but Montalina in the last. So, anyway, these things happen, BJ. Getting we live, close. We learn. We're getting, getting close. Exactly right. Yeah. Getting close to, don't know what we're getting close to. Anyway, race eight. What do we got here? Oh, where we got the Amelia Park handicap over the 1,400 metres. I think we're, um, I think we're clashing again here, aren't we, Peter? Sounds like it. It does sound like it. What do you what do what you talk us through this one? What what have we got? Uh, what have we got on top here? Dark Mission has gone up six to four, which I'll explain to you, Terry. Is actually <laughs> for those that are under ninety, two dollars fifty. <laughs> so that means you get one and a half times your money back plus your stake. Um, I reckon that's why yeah, under's why under's. I'll be taking on Dark Mission. So if you're into dark, in the Dark Mission corner, tune in. I'll be around the $3 mark. I expect I'll be going up it and happy to lay it. So that's my lay. What have I got on top? I've got it a very open race, so I'm quite happy mm. to take on anything short in the market. Double the pros out, um, guys. To see okay, that. didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Doesn't change things a hell of a lot. But, yeah, making a market and putting in certainly Dark Mission, uh, Devoted Star, not too keen to lay it. Uh, that's a, not a bad price. I see it's 750 and a 650 tab touch. Second choice. Yeah, I've got it near top. Yeah, it's, Dark Mission isn't my top. I don't have Dark Mission on top at all. I mean, Noski would have got the pick off, it looks like. Chris Parnham's riding number two. 
Does that uh, does that concern you at all? Or? Not at all. Not no. not in the least. Um, Dark Mission. I've forgiven it last run. Just forget it ever went around. It was back and yeah, it was over racing and it wasn't a happy horse. So forget it ever went around last start. So I'm not getting sucked in by that last start fifth. I just don't get it on ratings. The index cards say no again about this one. <laughs> Devoted Star was lame last start. And when I see lame in a steward's report, I'm very forgiving. Some horses don't run when they're lame. So yeah, There were a few punters that were a bit lame after that run as well. What I remember about Devoted Star is the previous one at one on the radio that morning. I remember Bob was on the radio and they asked him, which horse are you most excited about today? And he had like Windstorm and Showmanship and a plethora of other good horses in. He says, I'm really keen to see Devoted Star back at the races. Yeah, and right. I duly got the cash that day. So obviously Bob's got a bit of a soft spot for it. So if you put a line through his last run, uh, it's got a lot of upside here, I think. So I won't be laying that one, but uh, certainly Dark Mission I'll be taking on. Okay. Well, speaking of trainer interviews, you reckon that Bob has more of an idea than Martin Allen? Um, did you uh, did you happen to catch his uh, his T- work prayer? For those that don't Total know, they, they interviewed uh, Martin pre race one. Martin's a cracking bloke as well. He uh, he's a very astute judge most of the time. He got uh, Peter winner a few weeks ago with Flo. You obviously would have gone hard at that at the forty to one. I've, I've backed Flo every start since we owned it, except once when the trainer said, "Nah, not today, Pete." And uh, and it won thirty one dollars. The great game, but. Uh, Martin, yes, I was interviewed. He had two runners, and he said that Great Waters will need the run. And he said that he's a gunslinger, will be pretty hard to beat. Great Waters was two sixty to about a dollar ninety, and won well. And uh, he's a gunslinger. It was five bucks out to ten bucks, and uh, first horse went, beaten. And was the first horse beaten. So yeah, I found that very entertaining on the old. Uh, I think as a tipster, it makes yeah. a very very good horse trainer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was uh, it was good stuff, but uh, no, look for me. I'm I'm very much against Pete here. Dark Mission, with the scratching and double the pro, I've actually got Dark Mission into two dollars forty five. Um, that's about the current quote. No, one thing I wouldn't be doing is diving in at the current quote, but. Um, I'm just obviously worried about how the track will play. If, if they're making ground and it's looking friendly um, in, in the centre of the surface, uh, I'm really confident Dark Mission wins up to the 1,400. One-week backups, a sign of intent from a sharp yard. They went something like eight lengths or nine lengths below benchmark in that 1,200-metre race. Pipe missed it. It was an unhappy horse throughout. It was just a, a farcically farcically run race over the 1200 meters so yeah ridiculous, ridiculous um yeah. yeah so i'm i'm really happy having dark mission on top tiff has spoken looks the main danger who should get the more economical run from barrier three but we do need to remember as good as that form looks beating home levitate and just behind captain king that rail was worth everything that day so um yeah we just need to, to keep in mind that uh it was a it was a hot pad to be on and the horse that had its back was my hidden journey it was probably a better run than tiff has spoken there was much, much of a muchness. So, um, and my hidden journey would be probably fifty to one here. So, um, Dark Mission for me, pretty keen. Hoping, hoping we can see horses make some ground. Then I'm happy to get involved at two dollars fifty or so. Yeah, I'm with Pete. I wouldn't mind taking on Dark Mission as well. I think she's obviously, you know, if she she taps into that first up performance that format that race has been enormous and i think as as a result of that the the ratings out of that race and the the strong form lines meant that she was just like she was truck loaded last saturday nothing went right in a very very slowly run race as uh, the fellas have spoken about already um most people will be happy to forgive her and that's fair enough but um do you think tiff has spoken just really hasn't done a lot wrong all prep uh Going to get a lovely run from the draw. He's got bright diamond form. He ran um, third in a in a race which was uh, um, which featured was won by zero demerits, but I think it was like uh, Montalina, 
truly great. So War, a few others all came out of that race. It was a good form race. Then ran fourth to Captain King. How did Zero Demerit, looking back at that, how did Zero Demerit? And it was Zero Demerit, so that was a cold rail and it uh, it settled on the rail that day as well. So yeah, some things just don't make sense, do That's they? That's right. Uh, it's kept good, that good late season three-year-old form as well that just seems mm. to be the gift that keeps on giving. I'd li- like to see it step. Had to bustle a bit, Alan Kennedy, to put it in the um, – Leaders back uh, last start, but if he can be, if he can jump well and be, be uh, positive early and and have that uh, field position advantage over horses like Dark Mission, playing Marika, Devoted Star, the the big closers in the race, and Tiff has spoken. Um, yeah, he's got some got a bit of quality about him. This this horse, he's he's um, going to get the right run. He's in form, rock hard fit. I thought that that seven. 50 local gone. early was gone. uh was is gone yeah. but it was it was pretty pretty good price it was i was um five dollars uh tiff has spoken which is 480 at the moment but i think i'll there will still be a bit of that there's a bit of five dollars available on some of the other corporates that are available at the moment but did you yeah have some, did you have some of the 750 from brad this morning six dollars oh okay <laughs> six dollars yeah did you have any of that this morning did you just uh take the take the gift from brad or has he has he locked your account no i got the six dollars <laughs> pete probably knocked, oh, pete, pete probably knocked off the no that was me actually <laughs> 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 I'm oh. sorry, buddy. i marked it i marked uh, terry doesn't Tiff. leave terry doesn't leave much for the battlers that's five dollars sure. 20 so i've got devoted star out in double figures but not as forgiving as pete but i can i can see why you would um, oh, lame. if the horse is lame i just forgive it you don't think of it last night uh, I, I struggle to forgive, and then the fact that it was nommed and scratched a couple of times after being lame. It's been a month between runs, but it's the right stable to forgive, isn't it? If uh, if, if if it is playing majorly on pace, and, and Manny can get, cho- oh, it's incredible, isn't it? The cue cards are up. Uh, yeah, if, the problem choice command isn't jumping. If, if choice command can ping the lids and find a spot. Um, yeah, because Captivate a Point is absolutely flying as well. Mm. Absolutely low flying. It's a real shame they didn't draw a gate because I know the, the yard's pretty keen as well. So um, good luck to, to everyone with, with Captivate a Point. But, um, geez, it's a, it's a tough ass from 15. Yeah, it's a tough steer for, for Chloe. But, yeah, the, the Matty Wagon, uh, Choice Command, if it goes to the front and rolls along 54 kgs, mm. yeah, who knows. But, yeah, I'm um, – I'm with Tiffa Spoken and the Guru's Dark Mission. Dark Mission. Mm. If we can save Tiffa Spoken, that would be ideal. Yeah. 100%. Okay. Good stuff. Now, what time is it, guys? Uh, it's 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 the Get Out Stakes, BJ. That's uh, S T E A. I actually had to stop and think about that at the time. That wasn't even a joke. S T E A K S. The extremely popular Get Out Stakes is brought to you by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth. Located at the Cannyvale Markets on Bannister Road. So Timmy Hewitt is in charge. Swing past, say good day. Timmy and his team will look after you out at Market City Meet. So just just need to remind everyone of the Sam White rule. So the Sam White rule for all of you guys out there is controversial. If to 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 decide a dead heat, if there's two winners or three winners if of the get out stakes and they can't be separated, the winner becomes the person who got their tweet in first. Okay, I think that's fair enough. Great. Mm-hmm. So they were the, they're the rules of the competition. Now, last week we had a dead heat. Mark Dicko Dixon and Ben the Guru Armstrong both had Montalina by 2.00 lengths and um, Mark Dixon got his tweet in first, denying Benny Armstrong a fifth, no, a fourth, Get out stakes victory, which would have made him uh, uh, alongside 
the goat, Sean Nichols, yeah, on the leaderboard. So Guru's a bit stiff. Should get a couple of snaggers at least. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, just a, maybe a rump or something. A bit yeah. of a, a bit I, of a I think he needs less meat in his diet if he's won it four times. <laughs> so anyway, congratulations to Mark Dixon. He's got uh, a Group 1 gourmet beef package from Market City Meats. The Guru, stiff. But just a reminder about that, Sam White. We'll get your tweet in early. And um, and you'll have uh, and make sure you give us a two decimal places and maybe tweak a little bit just so you give yourself that bit of point of difference. So if it does get down to a to a, a tight finish, that, um, that you've got a slight point of difference with your with your winning margin there. But um, anyway, congrats, Dicko, and I hope you, hopefully you enjoy those stakes. Um, but for this week, if you want to enter the Get Out Stakes competition, hit us up at the one one pod on Twitter. Let us know who you think will win. Race nine at Belmont on Saturday and a decimal winning margin. Okay, so get those in and uh, and you'll be in the running to win um, those stakes from Market City Meats, Terry. Yeah, it looks uh, an interesting little uh, – sustaining races are always an interesting finish to the day. Pete loves and, them, um, doesn't he? Absolutely loves us. I'm lost race. in this one. There's no warrior course and there's no Durant horse. So oh, yeah, no the theory. <laughs> it's um, – <laughs> It's to me. It's a it's a four horse race, and they're the four horses that I think are heading the market. I'm looking at some of the markets are a little bit different. One of them's creeping out to just on the outskirts of the market. But um, what have you? What have we got on top here, lads? Have are we, they the four horses who all raced against each other last they start? Are the too? four horses that all raced against each other last start, and one of them has a. Um, uh, well, I probably don't have to be cryptic here, can we? Can just talk talk about it by name. Bonneville Black has a uh, a big weight swing. What is it? Six kilos. On Queen Takes King. What about the gear change? Well, that's the the thing at the moment. There is a lot of horses I'm really enjoying. <laughs> have I mentioned this yet? Um, Jade McNaught to Maddie Derrick. I don't think the way Maddie's riding at the moment, the Bonneville Black loses anything but apart from three kilos. Plus dropped half a ratings point despite finishing fifth. Yeah, good run. Last start. So um, probably wasn't a run that deserved to lose a ratings point, I didn't think. Uh, Matt might be a little bit sticky for Bonneville Black, but if you go back to um, if you go back to Bonneville Black's runs last campaign with Peter Hall on board, he made some of the big sustained moves. And mm. if Matty Derry Cap happens to get going at the thousand or wants to make a sustained move into it, that might actually suit this bloke, especially with the fifty-two and a half. That's it on his back. Quite incredible. 52 and a half. On his back, yeah, I think he can, um, yeah, run a definite race. I've got Bonneville Black at, at uh, 660, so there's 11 660. bucks. Yeah, 660, but I, I really – I had So War on top, but I've got So War at 450, so mm. I've got him very tightly bunched, mm. BJ. Um, just want to make mention of the Axel rate move last start. First up for – what was it first up for, Pete? About 15 months. Um, first up over 2,100 metres, 15 months, backed into favouritism. I loved it. That's, that's tremendous I think stuff. it was an official, official 7 to $4 on the day, but I think it opened oh, up much way more than that. Yeah. Yeah. Double figures, I think. So. Yeah. Uh, huge move, great run. Uh, looks to have the map to itself on top here. Yep. Always wary when you've got a couple of these pretty ordinary conveyances down the bottom here that we might see a mid-race move and you cop that pressure you're not expecting in these staying races. But um, no, it looks to have a nice map. And um, and it's hard to knock. Uh, it's hard to knock. So well, who was probably a good thing beaten in that race, and Queen takes King, who's got the map. One of those four should win it at the moment. Bonneville's the the value in my market. Pete, uh, no argument. I've got most of the uh, horses at the top of the market at the top of my market, but I can actually lay most of them. I'm probably be keeping Bonneville Black. So I, keep, I agree with you there, Terry. Oh, finally, <laughs> only took us nine to come together. But I'm pretty I'm happy to make a book with one. all the rest. So, and there's a few I think outliers that, that could pop up here as well. So, 
Um, if I'm going to lose on a staying race, which I do as a matter of habit, um, <laughs> I want to lose on something that's favourite or near favourite. What does my head in is these 33s into 10s. Mm-hmm. Fancy fox no type form setup. <laughs> that you never ever see them again. And, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're clearly being milkshake, to be honest. And uh, <laughs> it's just the one off, and I hate losing on those. So I'll, I'll put in all the favourites, make a book around those, and have a few, few running for me. All right. Bonneville Black's our result, hey? That'll be a result. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm so war. Mm, on top. Uh, have to stick again. Sure, again, again, nice base. Again, again, again. I just thought that um, Brody Kirby is a pretty patient jockey at the best of times. Loves a cutaway. Um, loves a cutaway. Cutaway Kirby. But um, he just, yeah, he just ended up in a really awkward position from uh, from Barry 8 last start. Probably got a pair two further back than he really needed to. And from there, he was sort of jostling with William Pike, who was riding Delta Bell from memory. And they were sort of, they were both sort of last and second last. And they were both jostling for a similar position to cut their way through the field. And what happens nine out of 10 times when you're jostling with the wizard, you come off second best. You come off second best. And that's exactly what happened. Delta Bell took his run, sort of impeded his momentum and, um, between about the six and sort of the 350 meter mark um, but once he got out i just i really like the way that he he found underneath 59 and a half at his first crack at 2100 meters I thought that was a pretty brave effort over the last last part of the race sort of coming through between horses getting just shy of a length behind queen takes king stable jock short steve wolf stable jockey sean mcgrady goes back on board i think so or i think this is this has got to be his race for me. Been with him all prep, but this, this he's got that 2100 meter grounding run under him now. Admittedly, accelerate probably comes forward again off his really good mm-hmm. first, notionally comes forward again off his first up run. If he gets things suitable out in front, he's probably going to be pretty hard to get past, isn't he? And um, Queen's takes King, racing well, stays well, good stable, good jockey, good map. And Bonneville Black, they're the four again, but shuffling the decks, I'm, I'm going to stick fat with So War on top. Um, I was about 4.50 So War. What's the current price? How are you, how's that all looking? It's $5, open 6.50, Brad Bet. Mm-hmm. Uh, across the, the board on the other corporates, what are we looking at here, Pete? We've yeah, got um, Accelerate and Queen Takes King are the two that are prominent in the market. Yeah, double your money. Oh, sorry, double figures. Bonneville Black, so yeah, so are and Bonneville Black the two that over my book currently. Do you think we'll so yeah, so well for me, but do you think we'll see a uh, Patrick Carberry, a la (laughs) Mitchell Pateman mid race move on completed? I don't think we will, to be honest with you. So um, I'm a bit surprised. It was a nice class one for completed midweek. I'm a bit surprised they hadn't gone to that. But um, what would I know with horse placement? When Foxy Lad wins by three, I'm gonna I'm gonna look a bit silly, aren't I? The only other horse I'd like to mention mm. is Throwdown. I thought his run was good the other day. Mm. He's competed well in better races than this in the past. But, yeah, as we, we spoke about the Chris Graham thing uh, recently, but he might be a horse to watch second up with an eye on a third up tilt. But, yeah, that's about it for me for the get-out stakes. Very good. I like it. All right, time for the best betting propositions of the card. Peter, why don't you, uh, why don't you lead us off? Well, I'm going head-to-head with you, Terry. Uh, my mm. best bet is Fura in race five. Okay, race five, Fura. Your popular selection, I think. Mm. Uh, hopefully breezing. Peter? Well, since we've been recording, some of the other corporates have put their odds up. 
mm. which has um, impacted the market for race three on the card. And Billy Ain't Silly comes up as a really strong betting proposition for me. 330, uh, best available at the moment. I marked him a clear favourite. Queen Brown, very short, 210. So my best betting proposition of the day, the Colin Webster trained Billy Ain't Silly in race three. All right. Well, as Pete said, we'll go head to head, um, and at the at the price seven fifty at the moment. That was a bit more around earlier, but around the seven fifty. Prince Turbo in race number five. I'm going to make a bit of value for the best of the day today. So seven dollars fifty. Prince Turbo, giddy up. All right. M- madness. Madness. Maddie Madness. I've already given mine away with Arafura. So Arafura for me twenty to one. Back of We've Got Dreams, Shakes Off Tranquilla Sunrise, 51 kilos. See you later. Uh, with my Maddie, I'll take on you, BJ. Um, Isopoda in race three, I think, is a good each way chance. Yeah, currently squeezed out to about 20, $23 in some of the corporates too. So definite madness territory. Uh, for me, I, I mentioned him in my rundown of the Get Out Stakes, race nine on the card. Throwdown has, um, I just think that $27 available at the moment is big considering he's raced really well in better races than what he's competed in on um, on Saturday. And he, I like the way that he hit the line first up, last start. So Throwdown, about $27 seems mad to me. Very good. Point of difference runner, isn't it? Especially when you're talking about four, the four favourites all coming from the same form reference. It's occasionally worthwhile um, chasing a horse with a different line. And uh, Chrissy Graham's got to win one. Soon, he sure. does. He I'm going to wait till he does. <laughs> yeah. Do you mind if I give a couple of lays? I'll give you my yeah. two best lays yeah. today, seeing as I'm back on that yeah. side of the fence. Yeah, 100%. Um, Absolutely. Both yeah. this is recent White. Uh, Pike's over in Melbourne, or he will be soon. So I think I might enjoy the next couple of months with no Pike. I might be able to get a few of these beats. So no Pikey, no likey. Um, <laughs> my main lay of the day is Dark Mission, and then the second one will be Leading Girl, both in the recent White. So we'll take those two on. So, yeah, if you want the, the – um, the, I guess the best service available on uh, tomorrow anyway, the five-hour Friday frenzy, 9 a.m., 2 p.m., um, bet with Pete McCormick head-to-head. Let's go. All right. Let's do it. Brings the preview to an end. Thanks for joining us, Pete. Terry, no thanks for having me again. Um, but uh, do you have any... Have you been keeping an eye on any black bookers? Have you got any horses to follow or top-notch oh, trialers? The only trialer was the horse is actually racing tomorrow, and I, I don't particularly like it, but if you like Undisclosed, I think you're going to see a very different horse than, than what race last start. It was super at the trial, I thought. Mm. Free trade. Was that the free trade trial? Free trade trial. Yeah. yeah. And watch yeah, me dance. That form, that form might add up. Yeah, watch mate. me dance was in. Yeah, second, yeah. third, wasn't it? Yeah. That was a was a reasonable troll, but um, look, I haven't got um, I haven't got many to, to follow either. I like how one of my horses to follow is Dark Mission after what Pete's just said. <laughs> so I just wanted to make mention. Um, obviously, we've already tipped it and already had a bit of a chat about it, but uh, I just think when they go that far below benchmark, especially for a Bob horse, so Bob's horse is like a bit of tempo in a race. I'm expecting sharp improvement. We 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 saw um, we saw the move two sixty to about a dollar eighty or so last week for a reason. So Dark Mission was one to follow. I didn't expect that go a one week backup. So that's why we. They're ready to go, um, but not not a huge amount to follow at the moment. BJ, I'm going to have nothing one from, from Carnarvon, nothing nah, from Kalgoorlie. Well, nah. Okay, we're going to keep the Kalgoorlie ones under wraps now because I can't get on till the day, and 
Everyone oh, knocks them off. Oh, you prick steal my price. Um, Star Trade was one that went around at uh, Northern last uh, Thursday. I think it was Is that Northern. in today? I think it was Northern last Thursday. I don't think so. No, I thought it was sort of nominated so. maybe. Yeah. I think that'll end up being a pretty good form, Maiden. Yeah. Um, Universal Pleasure, Uncanny Time. It was one by Amasinus. Uh, Star Trade just got back in a little bit wider than they would have yep. probably liked. Beat Amasinus in the trial. It was a better trial than Amasinus, but Amasinus got the better ride from Chloe probably yep. in the end. So... Uh, Star Trade, I think, will break maiden status very shortly. I had Star Trade um, as yeah. a little uh, asterisk as well, Guru. Mm. So um, for, follow. for me, I thought that the first up performance from Born to Try was encouraging last Saturday. It's first run for Ross Price, formerly Team Williams horse. Uh, keep an eye. I think it's gonna. It's got a bit of class about it. That horse. So it's gonna win races this prep. Why choose her uh, was huge at a big price mm. last Saturday. Ran. Silken eyes, I think, to a close margin in the thousand meter race. Um, White Shoes has always been quite well regarded by the Ashley Maley stable. Um, hit a bit of a purple patch about around this time last year. Why choose her? And then it went on to win a really good race at, I think it was the Duchemus Bowl, I think it was, at Pinjara, where it knocked off a field that included Free Trade, um, Mr. Genoa, a couple other really uh, chicks picks. 40 to 1 that day, chicks BJ. picks. Uh, there was a, that was a good race. Um, so anyway, White Shoes Her looks like she's ready to win, and um, and just the yeah, white horse that caught the eye uh, on the on the tapes yesterday. I thought she'd run well first up, but Myelena was good. She's probably going to pick up a midweek win or two this prep as well. Myelena, mm. mm. Brendan Fitzgerald, Brendan Fitzgerald. Why in the race book is it Fitz and Gerald has a hyphen between it? I don't know. Isn't it just one name? Don't know. That's it. We get to the bottom of that. We need to. Yeah. We need to. I'm like Facebook to. friends with Brendan. So oh, I'm, there you go. I'm what does it have on Facebook? Well, I don't we know. Maybe we shouldn't disclose it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. uh, that's, a, that's a good question. I've yeah. often wondered that. I'm, I'm sure, sure a lot of people are. Yeah. Mm. Uh, for me, top notch trialers, there's a horse, there's a pretty, it's got a big spruik about this horse, two rod from the Ganjimi yard called Friday Night, uh, dashed up in a 400 meter heat on Monday. Yeah, they think, I'm pretty sure they think this is pretty good. Friday night, uh, keep an eye out for this horse. This is um, there's a big spook around for Friday night, and one of your horses, Guru. Mm -hmm. um, I've had a bit of fun with this horse as well. Patristic. Oh, you are kidding me! I've got one horse. Oh, I've got one on. to give you. Rewind. No, you can no, go. No, 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 you keep going. <laughs> you tell me. Tell yeah. No, I. Uh, no, yeah, tell me. You a, tell me why you like. Remember how I messaged you on Monday? I said I finally got a top notch trialer for you because I actually uh, actually sat down and thought a bit of a bit of a look at him. So mm. oh, I just thought it was a tremendous trial in a in a good hot trial and um, came off pace, which you don't really see from Patristic. So probably show this up for a, a big campaign. It mm. improved rapidly last start. So. Um, uh, last campaign, sorry. So, um, yeah, could even be a horse a claiming Maddie Derrick. I let it roll. So. Well, I think Gee so. Whiz. With Greggy Cave on. Greggy Cave as the trainer as mm. well. What a, what a double. It's, could be anything. Could be. Um, they're our top notch trialers. Friday night, watch the tape. Uh, we'll go back and watch its uh, trial from last prep as well. And uh, and Patristic, they're our top notches for episode 37. Got a few whatever happened to's. Um, Rebel Knight. I want to chat to Darren McAuliffe, impressive, uh, impressive racing. See what's going on with Rebel Knight. Got uh, got a bit of a bit of ability. Um, hasn't been seen for a while. I think this horse has been flagged before, but I just jotted it down in my notes while I was doing some form the other day. Zara Tight, Cerise mm -hmm. and White Stayer. Don't think it's raced since maybe the Apprentices Cup. 
last year. Um, we it was good for Brody Kirby to good, come back to, good, right, to right his wrongs. <laughs> good thing beat that day. And there's three broodmares who were all really good horses in their own right. Just want to see what connections did with them in the, in the breeding barns. They were Royal Star, Whispering Brook, and Ali Kazoom. All three high-class uh, racing mares. They're uh, they're at stud now, so I might just chuck up on Twitter. Follow them up on the stud book and just see what the uh, connections opted to do with them from um, a stallion selection point of view. Royal Star, Whispering Brook, Ali Kazoo. Done. Perfect. All right. Well, I think that brings us uh, to the end of another podcast. Thank you, Peter. Oh, thank you, guys. On. It's good to get on and uh, we'll see how it goes tomorrow. Are you hanging around for a steak sandwich? Is it on offer? 100% it's on offer. We got uh, that's a little tin of pineapple you saw in your chair when you walked in. So uh, you can't be too disappointed. I know you were a bit dirty last time that you missed out and you went to sell for, uh, what do we sell? Muffins. 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 Yeah, that was cheap, wasn't it? <laughs> Very mean. No, look, no, the guests always looked after well here, so pineapple <laughs> will stay calm. Everyone get involved with the, uh, the five-hour Friday frenzy. Frenzy. 9am tomorrow, bestbookies.com.au or bookies.com.au. I think either work, get an account, have it all set up because I reckon I'll be sniping some of the prices. It sounds like we'll be going head-to-head dark mission pretty early on. So, get ready um, for the launch. Get ready for the uh, the launch. Yes, it'll be Apollo 13 type style. So um, <laughs> very much looking forward to it. Um, burn, did it? <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're hoping. Uh, no, we're very much looking forward to it. I think WA needs uh, someone that's willing to take a bet and, and chuck something else up like this. We used to love Punter back in the day. Um, they do to do a little bit bits and pieces but they're obviously um no longer uh around so very much looking forward to it personally and i'm sure i know a few other punters uh will be definitely looking forward to jumping on board and, and supporting the uh the concept but um a big thanks to our producer jen as always doesn't get enough credit for the work she does making us sound uh audible and listenable and presentable to some degree but uh good luck on the punt on the weekend good luck stealing all of pete's money and until next week on the one one